This is Tyler, your antisocial critic and the host of the Antisocial Network, your number one source for anachronistic conversations online. Come join us each week to hear opinions from some of the best voices discussing entertainment, politics, religion, and modern life on the internet today, most of which you've never heard of, but I have. This week, we're joined by the Hibibi of Hillsborough. He is uh, Blake Bay, and he is currently running for the uh, city council of Hillsborough, Kansas. How's it going today? Hey, doing great. How are you? Good. I hope I didn't mess up any of those the proper nouns there. because it's, it's actually pronounced by, but that's okay. I get it all the time. All right. There you go. So I was, I, <laughs> it's always the name. It's the name that always gets to me. I think I've gotten that wrong at least five times on this show. Yep. Yep. I hear you. <laughs> no, no big deal, brother. All right, so how's how's the, uh, the the city council campaign going right now? Well, so far it's going good. Um, in fact, I've got some stuff I need to work on that tonight. That was what my prior engagement was. Um, things are good. I'm actually running unopposed. Um, so, <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> kind of funny. So in November I'll be elected officially and then sworn in in January. And then basically we meet twice a month. Um, the meetings are like maybe an hour and a half, two hours. Uh, just go over budget stuff, um, building projects. I mean, it's it's pretty low-level government stuff, and that's what I love about it. Um, that means I can actually make an impact in somebody's life. Well, tell me about how you kind of got into this, because I'm, I'm not everyone in our age group tends to get into local politics as far as yeah, I can tell. Yeah, so I'm going to be the youngest councilman in the group, um, <laughs> which is going to be intimidating for sure, but... Um, basically I, I really didn't want to, um, but when they started the, the whole lockdown thing and the mask mandate, it, it really kind of upset me a little bit. So I decided to consult some people, talk to people, you know, and they all said, well, why don't you just run for city council? And I said, well, how's that going to make much of a difference? Well, it turns out they actually make a huge difference in a town as small as we are. Um, so I'm going to give it a shot. It's a two-year term, so we'll see if I decide to run again. I just want to give it a shot, see if I can make an impact in somebody's life. What kind of uh, political makeup is your town? Uh, it's it's very conservative. Um, it Hillsborough is it's a college town. There's a small uh, liberal arts school here in, in town, um, but for the most part, it's it's very conservative, very red. I mean, Kansas is pretty red in general, um, besides a couple counties. Um, so it, it's it's nice that the people I'm serving with are generally the same-minded kind of people. I was gonna say, if you're a college town, that could turn to purple really fast. Because I, 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 you know, I drive driving through, you know, Midwest, the South, a dozen mm-hmm. times in my life, and mm-hmm. every time you hit a college town, that's where you 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 can drive into cornfields for two hours. You get to a college town, and suddenly it's microbreweries and Black Lives oh, yeah. Matter signs. It's like, like where yep. did this come from? I've seen nothing but Trump signs for the last 500 yep. miles. Yep. No, I, I, Hillsborough in, in general is pretty conservative. Um, there, you get, you know, you've got those those people, but they're not they're not outrageous that you can't work with them. Um, I, you know, I've told other people some of my biggest supporters are people that I probably don't agree with on anything. But they're just excited to see somebody young, uh, somebody give it a shot instead of wait until you're 65 years old. Um, so, I, you know, they they seem pretty excited about it, and I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, again, it's, it's going to be a whole new world for me because I work at a Ford car dealership, 
and here I am going to be a city councilman. So it's it's uh, it's going to be interesting for sure. What's that like to interact with constituents like that? You mean just like on a daily basis, or what do you mean? Well, it just I assume if you're running, you've had the opportunity to obviously kind of. I assume you st- stood in front of people and talked about your beliefs and spoken with people that you'll be representing. Like, what has that been like to kind of dialogue uh, it's, with them? It's been it's been interesting. Um, I kind of have to be careful about what I say and what I do now because I'm on a, um, you know, a government platform basically. Um, but it's like going to the grocery store and somebody will pull you off to the side and say, Hey, what about this? What about this? Well, I said, well, I'm not really on the council yet. So there's nothing I can do right now. Um, but I'm, I've already gotten, you know, a lot of people come up to me and say, Hey, we'd like to see this happen. We'd like, and that's exactly what I want. Um, I want to be able to, uh, hear from the people, um, and serve them as, as best as I can. I mean, it's not for me. I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this as a servant basically. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's something I've heard a lot from, not necessarily people that want to run for office, because I don't know very many people that are trying to do that right now, but I've one of the things I've heard a lot right now is that there's a need for localism at the moment, given how mm-hmm. crazy national politics is getting, that mm-hmm. that seems to be the place where the most change can actually happen, because it's all communal, and there's and you can actually divert resources more effectively that way. Right, and the the nice po- the the thing about city council is the decisions that you make today will go into effect as soon as the mayor signs the the, the deal. Whereas on a, on a state or even national level, you're going to have groups that are going to sue the crap out of them, and so it's going to just go through the court system. And it's you're really you're making a difference, but that you're passing the buck down the road basically. Whereas I want to get in, I want to do things now because we need it now. Um, so that's that's another part of the reason why I wanted to run. What kind of uh, well, obviously, if you're you if you're doing local, you're you 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 everything you do is going to be kind of specifically rooted to your community. But what kind of mm-hmm. what kind of latitude is that? Is uh, do you know what kinds of things you're going to be working on? Yeah, um, a lot of a lot of it is going to be um, budget proposals. Um, you know different groups within the community are going to want funding. Um, so we have, we listen to what, you know, why we think that they should get the money. Um, it's, it's all, it's pretty, I don't want to say mundane cause I enjoy it, but it's, it's not some of the fireworks that you see like in state politics or even, uh, in Washington. It's, it's all pretty, pretty mundane stuff. I mean, mostly, yeah, budget concerns. Um, occasionally, there'll be a building project that comes up. Like we just built a walking path. Uh, we're working on a splash pad right now. It, little things like that um, that aren't necessarily, you know, controversial. It's just all trying to keep the city alive. Try to attract more people to our city, and that's that's kind of the goal of of what we want as a city council. I mean, ideally, that's what politics should be. Is even the more the more heat you're drawing towards yourself, that's that's not a good sign. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, we we talked uh, we we talked a lot off air. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to jump topics too frequently. No, you're fine. We've been we, fine. we've been talking off air air for like months because we've been you know we associate in a lot of the same groups online. You mm-hmm. before we we talked a couple months ago about you having 
uh, a friend working on the Pfizer vaccine. I yeah. I, would, you, would, would you be prepared to talk about that at all? Because I'm curious what your take on that has been, because it's been uh, yeah, a while since absolutely. we started talking about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm not going to share his name just for privacy information. I do have a friend that worked for Pfizer or was subletted to Pfizer or something. Um, when I So I, I got vaccinated, and two reasons why I did. One is I reached out to this guy, and uh, the other reason is I talked to my doctor. Um, from what he has told me and what my doctor has told me, a coronavirus vaccine is much easier to develop than a flu vaccine. Um, he said it's safe. Um, the problem is, is the media has completely politicized it. He, he said there's some people that shouldn't take it. And my doctor says the same thing. Um, he said, but for the majority of people, if you can take it and take it. But here's the thing. If you don't want to, you shouldn't be forced to. I mean, it's it's a pretty simple decision, in, in my opinion. These mandates and these mandatory vaccines... It's it's a slippery slope, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I was always the 100% pro-vax guy for a long time because I met a lot of not, I mean, not, not necessarily like mainstream voices, but like lots of like conservative and liberal wine moms who were back in the day before COVID, but that were mm -hmm. extremely anti-vax just mm -hmm. in general. Like they yep. just didn't like, they didn't want any, they didn't want their kids near any sort of vaccines. And I... I remember getting into a lot of arguments with them over that because I, you know, you know, fifty years ago, people didn't complain about this stuff because people were dying of polio, yep. <laughs> they, and they didn't have the internet to yeah. spread conspiracy theories either. Well, they had yeah. they had conspiracy theories, but the conspiracy theories mm -hmm. were different before the age of the internet. They've gotten a lot more angry, especially since nine eleven. But with yeah. with the COVID thing, like I've I've never had vaccine anxiety in my entire life other than just an irrational fear of needles and yeah. I, I i'll say this like listening to people talk about the vaccine as though it was the greatest thing ever has made me more viscerally angry at the concept of vaccinations sure. than yeah, anything that, that part i understand that's that's where i think the media and the the political establishment have made themselves they come off as very discredible when it comes to the vaccine because they're pushing it so hard on you and it's like no don't push it hard on people you're going to lose them and that's exactly what they're doing they're losing people if they want to get more people vaccinated stop scaring them what was your friend's role in working on the pfizer vaccine to, that you i i think he was just like a engineer or i'd have to ask him i don't honestly know what what his role was because what i understood was like from what I do, the, the little research I've done is that the actual uh, vaccine itself is not hard to develop. The problem is is coding the uh, is coding the genome of the virus to mm -hmm. the point where you actually can create a distilled version of it to in, to, to, to administer to people. Like right. what, what I heard was that once they'd gotten through that step of basically encoding the DNA of the virus, they had the vaccines done within a week. Like that, yeah. that process doesn't actually seem to be that hard in the grand scheme of things. I, I think what, what I, it, it didn't take long, but I think what, what from their side was, what's this going to do months after you take it? Um, yeah. If it's, and you know, the, the thing with the flu virus and I, I'm not an epidemiologist or a doctor of any, any sorts. This is just from what I've done on my research of a flu virus has multiple, multiple different variants whereas a coronavirus 
it's different. It doesn't have as many, so it's easier to develop a vaccine for it. Um, but either way, you're talking about a virus that mostly affects elderly people and people with pre-existing conditions. My brother had COVID and he was fine. Um, I had a family member that passed away from COVID, but again, he was older, probably wasn't the healthiest guy in the world. And so, I mean, those, those people should take it, but if they don't want to, they shouldn't be forced to. And that's, well, that's where I'm at with this whole deal. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's the most rational root of this. I mean, people are, are just absolutely melting down, especially in the past two months when it, it like, it felt like by June, things were starting to return to normal, at least in terms of the rhetoric. I could, I could be misremembering this, but it didn't mm-hmm. seem like things were this intense, like the heat wasn't this hot back then. I don't know what's changed beyond the the scare of the Delta variant, but it's it's all the media. The media is in cahoots with the Democratic Party and the White House. Fear sells. What did they do for four years? Oh, Orange Man, scary! You know they they would push uh, Donald Trump as this evil guy, and he's doing all of these bad things. Well, in reality, he wasn't. Joe Biden is exactly who they thought Trump was. And so the media is playing into that. And that, that's why you just see this escalation between both sides. And you've got the people on the right, the people on the left that are just attacking each other. And it's it's not productive. It's not working. No, and but I, I, I think that, well, with the Trump subject, I've said for a long time, if you want to figure out what's going on in America, you have to realize that all, this is, all these problems are starting at the bottom up. Like mm-hmm. these... Everyone says that everything went bad because Trump was in office, and that's not true. I mean, the problems we're dealing with now have been problems that have been deeply seated, arguably before 9-11, but definitely after 9-11, because that's when the zeitgeist fell apart. Like, that's yep. that's when people started freaking out about Bush, people started freaking out about, about Obama, that's when you got the... the, the the more rigid calls for conservatives in the Tea Party and the Occupy movement. That's mm-hmm. when, that, I mean, and those are the movements that really preceded everything we're dealing with now. I mean, right. uh, Occupy Wall Street became Bernie Sanders, which became AOC. Tea Party mm-hmm. became the Trump movement, which is now kind of, it's 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 not clear where it is because we don't know what's, who's going to uh, become the Republican candidate for 2024. Mm-hmm. But all these problems start with this, with, uh, discontent on the bottom and everyone's pretending like it's it, that there's some easy narrative to fit that's like oh when Trump's out of office everything's gonna go back to normal nothing's gone back to normal no. everything is worse now than it was six months ago and that says yep. a lot considering six months ago we were dealing with the after effects of the of, pe- of the, the White House storming nothing's gotten better since then nothing's been right. nothing was better before the election like it's just everything is just escalating and it's, it's, getting, got, it's getting worse yeah and it's and we it, we're only what Nine months into the Biden presidency, I can only imagine what what we're going to look like a year from today. Well, it's they're going to keep blaming the people that they want to blame. Like the whole, like I, I suspect part of the reason why they've gone so hard on the vaccine issue, beyond the fact that they're having, well, they, they, there's like, well, they, there's a certain segment of the population they can't get vaccinated, and they really, they really seem to think that that's the problem. But beyond that, it's a really, it makes it really easy to target people they don't like. It right. makes, I mean, like they can, like, even though the fa- that a huge segment of the, 
the people that aren't vaccinated aren't white Republicans. Like, mm -hmm. a huge segment of the people that aren't vaccinated are, you know, minorities in, in New York and D.C. Yep. who have legitimate grievances against the va against vaccines because, you know, all the things that the government has done has snuck into vaccines in the past that wound their way up right. into, you know, Tuskegee experiments and stuff like that. Like, right. I'm, I'm sure that would give me a complex with vaccines, too. And mm -hmm. they're not acknowledging the fact that it just, these problems are just... The, by scapegoating, they're just turning up the heat, and it's just this endless cycle of things getting hotter. And I, I don't see that ends well. Right, right. I, I agree with you one hundred percent. And like, and, and like I said, I, I, I have know a lot of people that have very sincere vaccine concerns and friends that absolutely refuse to get it, and I don't blame them for that because mm -hmm. their concerns aren't being heated. I mean. Just like three weeks ago, I forget the name of the band, but that that, that band leader had the, the drummer for that band got kicked out because he medically had he needed, he had a medical exemption for vaccines, mm -hmm. and they said we can't have an unvaccinated person on our band. Like mm -hmm. that's insane. That's and there's videos insane. of like pregnant women being kicked out of hospitals because they're unvaccinated, and like the and, and I know these are anecdotes. Like maybe maybe this doesn't represent everywhere all the time, but the anecdotes are scary. Right. My, my thing, and this is what I tell everybody when they, when they say, well, let's have a debate about the vaccine. The first thing I tell them, go talk to your doctor. Because your doctor is going to know what's best for you. I trust my doctor with my life. My doctor saved me on Easter Sunday. Um, so I'm definitely going to listen to what my doctor has to say, especially when it comes to coronavirus. Um, if you don't want to take it, don't take it. If you do want to take it, take it. Anti-vaxxers need to stop shaming people that got the shot, just as those who got the shot are shaming anti-vaxxers. It's it's disgusting the fighting that's going on between these sides. Yeah, and and, and there's plenty of room for people to legitimately disagree on this subject, and. Even even within the bounds of just talking about the what the what the science the government's talking about us and how mm -hmm. people are being people who might be in vulnerable positions should not be pressured into it like that that should be right. the beginning and end of this is you have to discuss this with your doctor and if they say to do it then do it if they if they say you're pregnant you have medical conditions that might be inflamed by the vaccine then you shouldn't do it exactly. But, 100%. But it's going to be really hard, especially in states where there like, a lot of businesses are requiring vaccine, uh, like, group of vaccines being just to either to enter businesses or to work for businesses. Well, did you see that one lady that got arrested for making fake COVID vaccine cards in Hawaii? No. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she, is, she is doing the Lord's work. That is awesome. Yeah, I'll have to find the article and send it to you. But, yeah, she got arrested for trying to board a flight or no try to go somewhere in hawaii but they require vaccine passports and she misspelled moderna wrong on on the deal misspelled moderna so they arrested her one that's funny but two that's scary yeah and well it, technically she's forging government documents so i can at least say like eh, that's not a good thing like yeah. just, just at it just at a superficial level even though i think it's based 
I can acknowledge that this is extremely illegal. Yeah, no, in the same yeah. way that forging mail is extremely illegal. Yeah, I I gotta find this article here. I mean, you are gonna get a kick out of it. Well, you, you well, I'm sure you've talking. heard, like, uh, just up near me in Chicago, that woman just lost custody of her kid because the judge took one look at her vaccination status and says, this mom is not good for this kid. Like, she can't have the kid back until she's vaccinated. Which, that's yeah. the most insane thing I've heard in a while. And that says a lot. But All right, I'm sending this to you via Twitter. All right, I'm, I'm going to pull that up separately because if I... This is WebMD, so you know that it's a credible website. That's the website that tells me I have brain cancer every time exactly. I have a headache. I'm sorry, it was an Illinois woman. Why is it always Illinois? <laughs> Illinois woman arrested over Moderna uh, vaccine card. Yeah, this just happened like a week or two ago. Yeah, it wasn't very... I, was, I just saw it. I thought it was funny. Yeah. But yeah, she spelled Moderna wrong, and that's well, how they caught her. Like, she probably would have got away with it if she would have spelled Moderna right. Well, she got apparently she got caught in Hawaii. That's why you thought. Oh, that's right. She must have been traveling abroad with the card, and then they said, wait a minute, that's not how you spell Moderna. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I, I will say that's probably a point in favor of our the our fine friends at the TSA, that they would actually notice yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's good, that... Especially, you know, not to change topics, but with 9-11 coming up Saturday, that's the TSA screening that stuff. I mean, that's good. Yeah, good I mean, catching that. Yeah, I mean, in light of everything that's going on. I mean, we get, we. I know you, you said you had a hard out about a few minutes. Was there anything else you want to kind of talk about with your, your campaign? Uh, I don't think so. Um, like I said, it's uh, it's going well. Um, I've got a deal I got to do here at 630 um i wasn't able to attend the meeting today in person because i had to work was nuts so i have to go back and i have to go through all the notes and everything and that's about two hours worth of work <laughs> so <laughs> it's gonna be a long night for me but yeah it, it's going well i uh, appreciate you having me on i'll have to do this again sometime sure i mean this was definitely a brisk conversation we could probably could have gone for a hours. lot longer than that. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i've done it before i think my record is five on election night but i was also Ooh. drunk so well uh saturday um i'm planning on launching my first twitch stream um i've been working hard on it um basically so i was alive on 9 11 i remember that day very vividly um i'm going to be showing the abc news stream of that morning i think it's like two hours long or something like that um, talking about it, what my experiences were, um, something that's very near and dear to my heart just because it, it made such an impact when I was in fifth grade. Um, it's a, something I'll never forget. Um, sure. Well, by, the, by the time this is, uh, it, this will probably, these episodes tend to get recorded in bunches and then released, uh, chronologically. So by the time this is up, that will probably have been a oh. couple weeks in the past. So, but cool. yeah, like, do you want to tell people where they can find your Twitch stream? Uh, yeah, let me pull it up here. I forgot what it is. I'm a boomer. I, I've got so many different usernames. And, uh, I think it's, oh, it's Blake underscore by all lowercase. And then you can follow me at Twitter at, at real Blake by. 
There you go, and we'll de- and I'll definitely be sending a box, uh, a, a truckload full of legitimate photos. Fo- I mean, uh, help supporting you. <laughs> I mean, oh, I mean, the, there's no interle- there's no election interference. What are you talking about? But yeah. he's, he's unopposed. How could he? How could I possibly be cheating? I know that that'll be really uh, really funny if that happens. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, thanks just, for having me on, brother. I'm just fortifying his election. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Perfect. But yeah, good talk with you, man. We'll definitely have Absolutely. to do like a full length stream at some point, especially to celebrate your inevitable fortified okay. election night victory. We'll have, so. we'll have to do something on Twitch or Zoom or whatever. Sure. Let me uh, send me the send me the, uh, the Twitch when it goes live, and I'll definitely add that to the the bay below. Absolutely. We'll talk to you later, brother. All right. Have a good night. See ya. The Anti Social Network is a Groupthink Productions podcast. Editing, producing, and hosting are by Tyler Hummel. Artwork by Crystal Cowley. And original music was composed by Melissa Lafira and the late Dan Smola. Like, subscribe, and please let us know what you think about the show in the comments below if you'd like to see anyone interesting be a guest on the show. Thank you for listening.